Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. So, <clears throat> this week, the Lord's kind of bothered me with this thought, and uh, been trying to study and pray about it. If you'll help me for a few minutes, I'd like to talk to you about the swine. And before you get all upset and worry that I'm going to tell you that you're not going to be able to eat your bacon and your ham and your sausage, that's not the point of this message. I want to preach to you about the nature of the swine. So, it says give that... Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. And it doesn't sound like they're very friendly, does it? it? doesn't sound like they're very hospitable. As a matter of fact, according to this verse, they're going to take something that you consider precious and destroy it. Several years ago, I went and bought my wife a pearl necklace, and it wasn't it wasn't cheap. I had to turn over, fork over some money for it. And I wouldn't take that out to the hog pen and throw it down there and expect the hogs to respect that. That's not in their nature. They're gonna they're gonna stomp that in the mud and in the ground. They're not gonna have any respect for it at all. And then this verse says not to cast your pearls before swine, that they'll, they'll <clears throat> trample them under their feet and then they'll turn again and rend you. In other words, they'll take a go at you. They'll try to tear you apart as well. And so you pray for us for a few minutes. I'd like to preach to you about the swine. And we read over in the Old Testament and I'm just going to try to... to be patient, and I was hoping Gary would just go ahead. He, he'd already started a good message. I was hoping he'd just go ahead and finish it. Uh, you pray for us. We're just going to try to press our way till the Lord comes by. We read over in the Old Testament. You can read about it in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. How that the Lord began to tell them what they could consume and what they couldn't. And one of the things that was on the list of unclean beasts was the swine. Now there were lots of other animals on the list that were unclean, but down there at the bottom of the list was the swine. And if you take a look at the swine, at the hogs, whatever you want to call them, the, the pigs, uh, <clears throat> they have a forked hoof. They have a split hoof. And that was one of the qualifications of the, of the, of the beast that could be clean. The beast had to have a forked hoof or a split hoof before Israel could consume it. So there's a possibility there that it could have been something clean, something worth consuming, something worthwhile. But then you read on, and it says that it doesn't chew its cud. So therefore, it's unclean. Those were the two qualifications that God laid out for the children of Israel to, to figure out what it was that they needed to put into their body. The, the, the swine had the, had the forked hoof, but they didn't chew their cud, so they were unclean. I want you to notice, even though it had the forked hoof, the swine didn't chew its cud, did it? So there was no in-between. There was no possibility of the swine being acceptable the way it was made at any point in time. There was no way it could have been made clean. There was no way it could have been acceptable because there was no gray area, I guess you'd say. <coughs> it didn't chew its cud, so it could not be considered clean. It could not be considered something worth the children of Israel consuming. Now you pray for a few minutes. I'd really like to preach, if the Lord will let me, about the swine. 
And, and so we read on about the swine. And, and here's what it is now, folks. And, and I want to compare this, if you will, to sin in the way that it is in our lives. Sin is just not acceptable. It don't matter if you wrap it in a suit and tie, it's still not acceptable in the sight of the Lord. No matter what... And we read this verse over in the New Testament. It, it talks about a dog returning to its vomit. I believe it's over in Second Philippians or something like that. It, it says a dog shall return to its vomit and, and a sow after it's been washed back to its mire. Because that's what its nature is. That's what it's going to do. It's going to go right back to the same old buck and the mire and the mud that it's always been in. That's the way sin is in our life. And if you're not careful, you'll get in deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And let me just relay this to you. The, the, in Proverbs it says this, that uh, it talks about choosing your friend. It said, iron sharpeneth iron, and so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friends. I'm here to tell you today, be careful who you associate with. I know we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And I know we'll never win a sinner if we don't love them. We'll never win a sinner if we don't shine as lights among men. Let your good works shine. I believe it's what the Bible says. I know that we need to be good to folks, but if we're not careful, evil can influence us just as well as good. Did you know that? And I'm here to tell you today that when we're knee deep in sin, when we're chest deep in sin, a lot of times we want to drag our people with us. And man, I want to preach this to you. I know I'm not in a big way of preaching yet, but the Lord's helped me just a little bit. Be careful what you bring into your household. The last thing you want to do is for your children and your wife to be guilty of the same sin that you are. It's your duty. Rick, pray for me. It's your duty. It's your responsibility to be the head of the household, to be an example. And listen, I know folks that will tell you you need to do this, you need to do that. Show me. Live a life in front of me that I'll know what the right way is. The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. And sometimes folks will bring their children to church in the hopes that they'll receive the training. The best example, my dad's dead gone, Bobby. But he lived a life in front of me. He showed me what living for Jesus was all about. He was a spiritual man and he put God first in everything that he did. And I wouldn't be your pastor today had my dad not set an example before me and lived a godly life in front of me. I'm here to tell you today that seeing if we're not careful, we'll let folks that are guilty of their own conscience Knee deep, chest deep, neck deep in sin. Drag us right into the book and bear with them. If we're not careful, be careful of the swine. All right. How many times? I know it's kind of quiet and I know this is probably not a shouting message. How many times have we seen folks, I've been in church all my life, most of y'all have, how many times have we seen folks make a trip to the altar? And I want to encourage that. I never want to discourage you from coming to the altar. It don't matter what shape you're in. If you're about ready to shout, come on up. If you're about ready to throw your hands up and quit, if you're about ready to throw the towel in, if it looks as dark as it's ever looked in your life, come on up. This is a place where you find help. This is a place where you find peace. This is a place where God can answer your prayer. But I want to make this, and I want to make this clear, just coming won't make a difference. You've got to pray once you get there. You've got to pour your heart out to the Lord. You've got to ask Him to come into your heart. You've got to ask Him to be your Savior. I like the little song that they used to sing, Into my heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today. Come in to stay. That's the best thing I ever did, John, was ask Jesus to come into my heart. All right. But how many times 
Haven't we seen folks? Maybe it was because that they were nudged. Maybe it was because they were pushed. Maybe it was because they were pulled. Maybe it was because a friend went. They make a trip, go to the altar, and then they go right back out and there's no change in their life. They never darken the door of a church again. They live in the same old book and bar that they were in before they made the trip to the altar. The sale has returned to its to its mire. It, it might have been washed. It might have been cleaned. But it got right back out and right into the same thing again. If we, I'll tell you what salvation does. It changes the nature of a man. It makes you want to do good and avoid evil. This is what the Bible says. Well, preacher, that little thing don't hurt me. I'm here to tell you. The Bible says, Ashine the very appearance of evil. If it even looks like there might be some harm to it, you better run from it. Well, preacher, I can work right in that all day and it don't bother me. What's wrong with you? Now, I know sometimes we have to be in situations we'd rather not be in. But just because we're among the swine don't mean we need to become one of them. Amen. All right. Pray on. The swine. This is what the Lord said when He was talking to Israel. It's in Isaiah chapter 66. He said, I was called to the people that knew me not. And then it goes on down and talks about Israel. It says, all day long have I stretched my hands forth to a disobedient. I'm preaching to you this morning. To a disobedient and gainsaying people that have eaten the flesh of the swine that continues and goes on from there. Listen, folks. We say we're redeemed. We say we've been saved. We wear the moniker of a Christian. We proclaim that we're a child of the King, that we're an heir, a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. If that be who we are, we have no business amongst us. swine. All right. Let's be who we say we are. Let's be a Christian. Let's be a Christian on Monday. Let's be a Christian on Thursday when the ball don't bounce our way. When someone says things that are unkind to us, instead of reverting back to this old flesh, instead of opening this mouth and letting her fly, let's be a Christian. Let's do, you don't, well, let me give you an example of that. You know what the Bible said about Jesus whenever He was led before Pilate? You know what the Bible said about Jesus when He was marched up Calvary's hill? It said He was as a lamb before the slaughter. He openeth not His mouth. I, that was a, I believe Nathaniel said, Behold a man that, it, that it, there's no gall in him. He was a man that never had a bad word to say about his accusers. When they spit on him, he didn't answer. Whenever they slapped his jaws, he didn't utter a word. Whenever they put the crown of thorns on his head, he didn't curse them. He loved them. If you're going to make a difference, you need to quit affiliating with the swine and lift up the name of Jesus. Let me give you an example of a fella that hung out amongst the swine. Now we read about a fellow named Legion and we read about he made his dwelling among the tombs, among the dead folks out there where there was no life at all. He hurt himself. He cut himself with lances. Men had tried to chain him. They had tried to reason with him. They had tried to give him good advice and he just ran off and cut himself and ran naked in the tomb still. Ran out and if you notice in the story of Legion, nearby where he met the Lord Jesus, there was a great multitude of what? The swine. Around 2,000 swine there. A herd that was there. As a matter of fact, the herd of swine was so big, they had men in charge. Their sole job was to feed the swine. I'm here to tell you today, it's about time we quit worrying about the swine and worry about lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen. So apparently Legion must have made his dwelling 
among the swine. We talk about Legion. We talk about the change that was made in his life. And it was evident among the, among the folks that fed the swine because they went into town and they told everybody about what a change was made in him. He wasn't naked any longer. He wasn't crazy anymore. He wasn't a man you'd tell your children to avoid. He was clothed and sitting at the feet of Jesus and in his right mind. How did that happen? Because the Lord came by and He cast those demons that was in Legion. Now listen, He cast them out of Legion. Where did they want to go? Where did those, those demons want to go? They didn't ask to be cast to another landing country. They didn't ask to be cast to the neighbor down the road. They asked to be cast into the swine. What other animal would they have been cast into? Because the swine, even though close enough, even though they had the fork tooth, even though in theory they have a mouth, they have a tongue, they have teeth, in theory they could have, cho have chosen to chew. You know what the swine do? They don't savor their taste. They don't savor anything they eat. They just devour it. The, the second you give it to them, they're in there, they run to it, they consume it, and it's over. That's what they'll do to you too. They'll turn and rend you. Be careful. Don't keep company with the swine. Oh. They, they asked the Lord that they be cast into the swine. Now, you have heard me preach the story of Legion and F. You've heard it taught in your Sunday school classes about Legion. You've even read it yourself, haven't you? What happened to the swine? The second the demons came into the swine, they didn't run to Jesus, did they? They ran violently, headlong, as fast as they could, neck break speed toward the, toward the water, and they drowned and were perished. Can you imagine a sight? Now listen, these were simple men that fed these swine. Can you imagine such a sight as in a body of water and there are 2,000 swine drowning? That must have been an unusual sight. Heel back head. Take a look. There's a number. Now we read about in the Bible about the number that's going to heaven. John saw a number no man can number. I believe that number pales in comparison to the number of souls in hell, don't you? I believe the Bible teaches us that broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many be that go in thereat. Straight is the gate and there is the way that leadeth to life everlasting and few be that go in thereat. If we, if you think the sight of 2,000 hogs laying there, drowned, belly up in a body of water must have been a sight to behold on that day. Imagine the souls in hell screaming, crying, begging for mercy. Begging, I want to preach this to you. I want to be absolutely sure of this. I want you to have no doubt in your mind whatsoever. Once you go there, you can't get out. I appreciate what Gary said today. I, I know that the Bible says that. about They'll be brought up and they'll be cast into the lake of fire. Let me, let me sum that up for Bless you. Him, You're going to burn and burn and burn and burn and you'll never get away from the fire. Amen. That's the end of the swine. They didn't pull them out and do CPR, resuscitate them. That was the end of it. When you lift your eyes in hell, that's the end of it for you. You can't get out. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what. Mm. I know we've got a denomination that says if you die and go to hell, 
you go to the clergy and they can pray. Uh -oh. I love this man. I've got the ultimate confidence in him. I love Gary. We'll do our best to pray that God comforts your family, that God brings them peace, but we can't pray you out. Amen. You don't get out of that place. No. The swine couldn't get out of that body of water. They were there. They rotted. You'll burn and burn and burn and never get out. All right. The swine. A certain man had two sons. You Bible readers know this one? And the younger of the sons said, Give me the portion of my goods that falleth to me. Dad had worked all his life. God had blessed him. But he didn't argue, did he? He just gave the son his inheritance. The part that fell to him. Look what God's gave you, Dutch Bottoms. You belong to a church where people love one another. Amen. Look what God's gave you, Dutch Bottoms. You should have been here Wednesday night. Power of God was here. Good sweet spirit, Amen. good saying, a good testimonies. Look what God gave you, Dutch Bottoms. Don't dismiss it. Don't willingly give it away. Don't take it for granted. Look what God's given you. Which son are you going to be in this story? Because you are one of them. You're one or the other. Maybe you be, might be one that stayed on one day and one that left on the other day. I don't know, but you're going to be one or the other. He took the portion that fell to him and went and straightway wasted it on riotous living. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. It's going to be so nice. I'm going to go and I'm going to live and I'm going to find out what it's like to have this or that or the other or to do this or that or the other. Let me tell you something. All that matters at the end of the day, it don't matter if you never own a Cadillac. That's okay. It don't matter if you never own a four-wheel drive truck. That's okay. It don't matter if you own a mansion with 50 rooms and 20 bathrooms and 30 kitchens. It don't matter how much money you have in the bank. At the end of the day, when you draw your life's bread, all you really need is Jesus. He went and wasted his substance on righteous living. And there came a famine in the land. There will come a time when there's a famine in your life. You may not have reached it yet. You may think you've already gone through it. You may not have even caught the first glimpse of it yet. Things can always get worse. Did you know that? Things can always get worse. There came a famine in the land and he began to be in want. There'll come a time when money won't satisfy you. There'll come a time when no material thing you get can please you. If you're not careful, you're like that swine. You'll just devour anything. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall become lovers of the creature more than the Creator. They worship the creature more than the Creator. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Not everything that carries the name of a church is a church. Well, I'm going to go somewhere where the preacher don't scream and yell. I'm going to go somewhere where he stands up behind the podium and tells me I'm all right just like I am. You better be careful if it don't have the power of God in it. You're not in a church. Amen. And I know we have different denominations that believe differently than we do. And I was talking just a minute ago with somebody. And you may believe differently than I do. That's okay. As long as you believe in Jesus. You've asked Him to be your Savior. Amen. We can love one another and worship together. Amen. All right.
you saw what a shape Legion was in, made his way down to the swine. And the only person that could help get him out of that was Jesus, wasn't it? Now here's a prodigal. He had all the money he could ever want. Wasted it, threw it away. How many days have you wasted? Boy, I have. How many days have you went all day long and not talked to the Lord? How many days have you gone all day long and not prayed for somebody you know is a man? How many days have you went all day long and never took the time to say, thank you, Lord, for saving a wretch like me? How many times, how many days have you went all day in the thought of God never crossed your mind? If we're not careful, we can be like the swine. We can just consume everything in front of us and not take the time to savor the taste. Not take the time. Now, now Bobby's got animals over there. Chuck's got animals on farm over there. And some of them chew their cud, I'm sure. And from what I understand, that's to help their digestion. Because if they swallow it before it's properly chewed, now Bobby, I, I think I'm telling this right. If they swallow it before it's properly chewed, they'll get sick. And they'll throw that back up. If you just consume everything, just devour it and it's gone. Now, I'm not talking about the toast you had for breakfast this morning. I'm talking about everything Satan sets right there in front of you. That's right. If you just consume it all, devour it all, take it all in, everything's okay, nothing's wrong, I'm all right just like I am. If you just consume all that, you'll be just like the animals that chew the cud and don't chew it properly. It'll eventually make you sick. See, the swine just devour anything and everything. That's why God said they were unclean. Here's the prodigal. He's wasted everything. Have you wasted it out? Take a look around. How many people love you? We like to talk, don't we? About the saints of God. We like to talk about Jay and Bonnie. We like to talk about the Wilsons. We like to talk about Sharon. Many others I could name. Like to talk about Mr. Gates, different ones. Great men and women of God. How do you think they'd feel about the way we're living now? How do you think they'd feel about the way, if they could see the world the way it is today? And it's not been that many years that these folks I've named passed away. Just a few, probably less than ten. Most of them passed away since I've been your pastor here. Just a few years they've been gone. What do you think they would say about the world if they could see it now? The way we're saying anything and everything is okay. Just, just, now you know what we're being told. We want to complain about the media then let's do that for a minute. You want to? Let's not just devour everything that's set in front of us. Amen. Let's, let's complain about the media if you want to. Let's complain about the fact that they're saying sin is okay. That they're telling your child that homosexuality, that they should just be able to live among us just like anybody else. And I believe those folks, we should love them. We should go above and beyond to let them know we care about them. But sin is still sin and it's still an abomination in the nostrils of God. Amen. That's right. Let's complain about the media. You want to? We turn our TV on and our youngsters sit and watch shows where they're saying that this one's with the wrong man or that one's with the wrong woman. They need them someone new that will love them and care for them. Adultery is still wrong. Amen. And adultery is sin, is sin, is sin. Yeah. And if we're not careful, we just devour that right up and say it's a-okay. Fornication is still wrong. I'm here to tell you today, you young folks, it's not somebody asked me when, when you Sunday was. I believe Jenna asked me when you Sunday was yesterday. 
I'm here to tell you today, I will give you a little bit of instruction. I know it's quiet. Johnny, you pray for me. I'm here to tell you that fornication, sex before marriage, living together, shacking up, I don't care if it's my own child, is sin. Marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. Don't go by what you see. (laughs) Go by what you feel. On the inside. Wait, God has a mate for you. Don't just devour everything that these eyes see. Don't just lust after everything Satan puts in front of you. I never thought I'd go this way. That's the way the swine do. What, let me ask you this. What is the food that the swine eat called? Slop, isn't it? Have you eaten it? Have you just devoured everything Satan set right in front of you? You just took it up? Just consume it? You look down, it's gone. The plate's empty. It's clean. You beat it all before you know it. I used to joke and, and carry on Roger. They'd set something real good in front of me and I'd eat it. They'd say, how was it? I'd say, I've got to have some more. I didn't taste that first round. I devoured it. If we're not careful, we'll just consume everything Satan set right down in front of us I'm here to tell you today, you better trust the Lord. You better wait on Him. And young folks, wait on the boy or girl God would have you to be with. I'm here to tell you, marriage is not something you try for a little while and give up on. It's for a lifetime. It's for until death. Then we part for better or for worse. Me and Tammy's been married for 30 something years, and there's been good times, Bobby. There's been bad times. She went through a spell here about two years ago, around October, November, December. Spent several weeks in the hospital, and, and it was a, a time that was trying our lives. I had to call somebody and have a break close to the hospital because I had run out. I had been there so long, and I prayed, and I cried, and I worried. It was one of the best times in our lives. But God's been good to us through all of it. Marriage is a lifetime commitment. And I'm not going to get into the the, the divorce and that kind of thing. You can read there. It talks about that in God's Word. But I believe if at all possible, you need to stay with your mate to the dying day. Satan will throw something that looks really good to this natural eye right up in your face. You better stay with what you know. You better stay with what God's given you. You better stay with what God's blessed you with. All right. He began to be in walk. There was a famine in the land. And one of the men in the land hired him to do what? He was a little Jewish boy, had been taught that swine were unclean, and guess what he had to do? He had to get down there in the, in the hog lot and feed the swine. I never have seen swine in a pen that had grass growing pretty and green, that was just as dry. As a matter of fact, about anywhere you see pigs, you see hogs, you see swine, there's some mud involved. And I can see this old boy. You ever stepped in mud? And you step in and it goes over your shoe. And you go pick that shoe up. And what happens? The mud, the suction, wants to pull that shoe right off your foot, don't it? If you're not careful, you'll get down there in that hog lot with the swine and you'll let the, the preparation of the gospel of peace slip right off. 
You know what I'm talking about? That's part of that whole armor of God. If you're not careful, all that gospel that you've been warned about sin, all them times the preacher man has told you about Satan and how he'd like to desire, how he'd like to just destroy you. And let me tell you something. He don't only comes after me. Here I stand before you, your pastor. Satan comes after Robert Reed. He's the one at the very back of the house back there. Satan comes after these little old bitty boys and girls. He'll throw you something up, and if we're not very careful, we'll just devour that and think that's the only way there is to go. Here's what God, well, God is not the author of confusion. We like to hear God is love, but let's hear about what He's not. God's not the author of confusion. If there's bitterness, anger, strife in your life, Take a look back at what you've consumed. Because God's not in those things. What is God? God is love. If we're not careful, we'll take on the personality of that swine. Even when we get down to pray. I want, I want, I want, I want. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Just consuming, 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 consuming. When are we going to take time to thank God for what we've already got? Amen. There he was, knee deep in the muck and the mire, in the hog rock. And some of you youngsters, after I've given you this description, are sitting right here in the sound of my voice saying, Lord, I wouldn't want to ever be down in there. Be careful, Satan would like to put you right in the middle of it. He'd like to put you right in the middle of that. You know what it caused this old boy to do? It caused him to reminisce. It caused him to reflect. It caused him to look back at how good he really had it down at the Father's house. Let me let you in on a little secret. I'm going to be done here in just a minute. When you're in the, in the church and the power of God falls like it did here a minute ago, we just got a little taste there. Gary got wound up. He probably should have just went right ahead. Gary got wound up. Good power of God was here. Good spirit in what he said. When the power of God falls and the saints are testifying, they're singing, they're shouting, they're lifting their hands, they're praising the Lord, and everybody's at peace and everybody loves everybody, it won't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that until we get to glory one day after a while. So if you're looking for something better than what there is at the house of God, you're in trouble. You need to quit consuming, just, just destroy it. You read what the swine would do when you cast their pearls down. Now listen, here we are. We've taken the time. We've, we've de we determined what is precious. We've decided that, 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 that we're going to break them to church. These little boys and girls are precious. You know what you'd do if you brought your child to church and I insulted it? You know what you'd do if you brought your child to church and I criticized it and I told it how bad it was and what it needed and this, that, and the other? It would upset you. It would, it, it would make you angry. It would make you resentful. I'm here to tell you today, if we're not going to love one another, we're in trouble. God looks the same way to His children. Did you know that? I may be 55, but I'm just a little old bitty baby in His eyes. He loves me just like we love this new grandchild that's in our life. That's right. They'll trample them under their feet. That's what the swine will do to the pearls. Everything is precious that we've got. And they'll turn and they'll rend you. How many of you have been hurt? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but how many of you have been hurt before? Somebody said something, it just cut me. 
they could have took a knife and split you from chin to your belly button and it wouldn't have cut you any deeper. <coughs> you been there? Here's what we can do. We can dwell on that and that can eat us up. Are you going to allow the swine to rend you, to tear you apart, to shatter your life to ruins? Is that what you're going to allow the swine to do? Because that's where that comes from. That's where bitterness comes from. Sin. That's where anger comes from. Sin. That's where. And listen, sometimes I, I've known folks that invited trouble. But we can concentrate on that injury. We can focus all our thoughts on that injury. Or we can focus on the heel. We can focus on, I'm not where I want to be right now. But until I get where I want to be, I'm going to help my brothers along the way. Until I can get where I want to be, I'm going to do everything I can to lift up the name of Jesus until I get there. Until I get where I want to be, I'm not where I want to be right now. I may still, my shoe may be still stuck in the mud down at the hog pen. But until I can get out... Until I can get in the green grass, until I can get down to the clear stream and wash the mud off. I never thought about it like this. You may be covered in the mud from the hogs. But if you'll get to the stream, if you'll get down to the pure river of water of life, if you'll get to that river, that's it's talked about over in Revelation chapter 22. If you'll get down there to Jesus, now we read where Jesus washed the feet, didn't He? Well, I'm here to tell you today, Jesus can wash you. I believe that Peter told Him. He said, not by feet only, but by head and by body. I'm glad Jesus washes you and makes you totally clean. There have been times in my life that you could have looked at me whenever I was out of the will of God and identified every one of these characteristics I've preached to you about today. There have been times I try to stay in the middle of the stream, but I'm human. I'm not going to tell you I've never been down in the muck and the mire. You can't tell me you've not been either. But there's one thing we need to do, what this boy did. Let me close. He said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread and water to spire? And here I am in the muck, in the mire, stuck in the situation that I'm in, surrounded by these swine, and all they do is devour, and they never take the time to see where their feed is coming from. He said, I will arise. What are you going to do? Are you going to lay down there in the mud and die? Are you going to waller in your pity? Are you going to say, I'll never survive this? Are you going to say, nobody cares, nobody's here to help me? I beg your pardon. Jesus went all the way to Calvary for you. You don't have to stay in the bucket of the mire. He said, I will arise and I will go to my father and I'll say I'm not worthy to be your son anymore. Just make me as one of your hired servants. Let me tell you what's waiting for you when you decide to get up out of the bucket of the mire. He went down to his father's house all prepped and prepared to beg for forgiveness and as soon as the father seen him coming, he didn't wait till he got to the door. He didn't wait till he got up on the porch. The father ran and put his arms around him. It don't matter how dirty you are, the Lord still loves you. Amen. The father still loves you. He's just waiting to help you get cleaned up. What did the father do? He put him some new garments on, did he? He said, bring the best robe I've got. This boy's clothes is filthy. Let's get the best I've got. Bring the best robe. Bring a ring to put on his finger. Bring some new shoes out here. 
This killed a fatted calf. Sacrifice to pay for the cleaning. Sacrifice to pay for the blood that was shed. I could preach on that all day. For my son that was lost has been found. Let me tell you what the father would like to do. He'd like to help you get cleaned up here today. You may have been out there with the swine. Neck deep. In the muck, in the mire. But you don't have to stay there. Let me tell you what happens when we get down there with the swine. We get in our cell. And we'll tell ourselves, and Satan will fill our heads with all sorts of things. He'll tell you all kinds of things. What's he telling you? Will he tell you nobody cares? Well, yes, he will. Will he tell you somebody doesn't love you? Let me, let me preach this to you. He'll tell you somebody has something against you. Well, let me preach you the King James Version Bible. If you think your brethren have an odd against you, now listen carefully. You can stay right in the muck if you want to. I'm not going to. If you think your brethren have an odd against you, go to the altar, leave your gift, go and be reconciled with your brethren, and come back and pick up your gift. I never read where there was a broom in the equation. I never read where we were supposed to sweep those guilty feelings under the rug and pretend they don't exist. That's not scriptural. That's not what God's will is. And if you love somebody, you can forgive them. All right. Where are you going to make your dwelling place, Legion? Are you going to be whole? Are you going to be healed? Are you going to be clothed and sitting at the feet of Jesus in your right mind? You know, we can get in the wrong mind. We hear that, that phrase, the right mind. You know where I stay a lot of times? In the wrong mind. Wrong frame of mind. Where are you going to make your dwelling place, Legion? Are you going to dwell among the swine? Are you going to just consume everything that's sit right down in front of you and not take the time to see what the, the Word of God says? Not, the, not take the time to apply the gospel to your life? Not take the time... To hear people when they clearly tell you they love you. I don't know how the noise of the swine can drown out a whole church saying, I love you. I don't know how the noise of the swine, they'll just root, won't they? They'll grunt. Oink, I guess, is the proper terminology. They'll make all kinds of noise. You go throw that bucket of slop down there and listen to them. They'll make all kinds of noise. And now, it's been years since I've been around them. I think you all have some, if I'm not mistaken. I'd say you probably couldn't carry on a conversation while they're being fed. They make so much noise. Drown, don't let the, the noise of the swine drown out the voice of the Lord. Now I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Do you believe God loves you? Amen. Amen. Let, let's do this. I'm going to ask you again. I want you to raise it a little higher. Do you believe God loves you? Amen. Amen. You got proof? Yeah. Yes, you do, don't you? Don't consume whatever Satan's laid out there in front of you. Every time he puts a trial in, in your life, <coughs> every time he puts a heartache in your life, you remember what you affirmed just a second ago. God still loves me. You just raised your hand. You said God loves me. Is that going to change tomorrow? Is he still going to love you tomorrow? Amen. What if we get out and we listen to the swine and we find ourselves in the muck and the mire? You ever, you ever got buried in the mud so far? And I, now, my son's got a four-wheel drive truck, and I can't hardly even get up in it. It's high off the ground. 
And every once in a while, he'll take it out mudding and things like that. But you get in, in a mud hole deep enough, you can get that truck stuck. Yeah, that right. You ever got out in the muck and the mire so deep, you couldn't move? If I get out on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, and when the Lord looks at me, I'm knee deep. I'm neck deep in the muck and the mire, just covered up, nasty, filthy. If Becky saw me start to come in the door of the church, she'd say, hey, wait a minute. I don't want that track all over the carpet. If that's me on a Wednesday, and I'm filthy with sin, is God still going to love me? And He will you too. See, no good can come from us taking on the nature of that beast. No good can come from us taking on the nature of the swine. No good can come from us just devouring everything Satan sets in front of us. No good can come from us being covered in the muck and the mire. The Lord cleaned you up when He saved you. If we're dirty, it's because we chose to be with the swine. And the only way we can get clean is to come right back to the Father and say, here I am. Help me to get clean. Help me. He said, I'm not worthy. But it didn't matter whether he's worthy or not. The Father loved him anyway. No matter how long you've been out there with the swine, the Father still loves you. Gary sung the song, I've wasted many precious years now. Think about all the days you've wasted. Isn't it about time that you quit hanging out with the swine and you go right back down to the Father's house? You won't just see a white, a white sheet. You won't just see a white towel. You'll see him with his arms open saying, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The saddest part of it is there are folks that have felt the goodness of the Lord. They've tasted the goodness of the Lord. And they choose not to come home. All right, Makita, can you play just a verse if you feel like it? <clears throat>